Hello, SEO 101 listeners. WebmasterRadio.fm introduces over 101 reasons to love your smartphone even more. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEO 101 live every Monday or download thousands of past episodes or download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Search Cast, and more. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iTunes and Google Play now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn from Stepforth Web Marketing, and I'm here today with Marshall Simmons, the founder of Define. And uh, how are you doing? Good. I'm good. Yeah, it's been a great conference. So it's winding down, and we've made it past the halfway point. We're almost like at the home stretch right now. And so there's a couple good speakers coming up that I'm really looking forward to. And Rand's going to finish it up. That'll always be fun. He's got good tips. He does. He does. Now, uh, if anyone wants to find out more about your business, where do they go? Oh, it's Define Media Group, so it's definemg.com, and, and we are, you know, we bill ourselves as a boutique, you know, a boutique consulting firm, and we specialize in audience development, and we specialize in, in, in we work with the investment community, so we do business management as well, and then we do enterprise SEO, and we work with a lot of uh, publishers, and we work with e-commerce, and, and we work, like I said before, with the, the investment community, and we help vet, vet acquisitions, and so that's where we usually find ourselves. Those are the areas that we usually find ourselves playing in. Okay. Now, uh, in your talk uh, yesterday, uh, you mentioned, uh, uh, well, quite a few things. I guess let's just start with an overarching. I've got a few points I want to bring up, but overarching, what was your talk about? Well, I thought it was going to be the basics. I, I was telling everybody I'm going to talk about the basics and, and the new spin on the basics or maybe just a new old spin on the basics. But when I came back and I was kind of debriefing with some people, they said that wasn't, that wasn't about the basics at all. So what we, but we, the whole spin was is we have access to a lot of data. A lot of our clients have a lot of referral data. And so I thought I'm going to tr- I'm basically I'm going to take that data and I'm going to find a way to make it actionable. So we st- I started out talking about this evolution of, of data-driven journalism and how it's starting to be used to really tell a visceral story so users can connect to it. And I, you know, I showed the New York Times. I showed a couple other notable sources, some really beautiful use of big data. And then I talked about how, unfortunately, SEO isn't big data or, or is it excuse me isn't sexy and how we're kind of being eclipsed by social and all the tools that they have and how flashy it is and this problem that SEO has which is that we continue to have our budgets pulled or reallocated to social to other areas because we don't have this data to help quantify what we're doing and we don't have a lot of those uh, sources out there and so that was my whole spin was that we've got big data I want to share it with everybody here to help validate what they're doing, to help quantify what we're doing, and then give tips about what we've seen work as it relates to best practices. I mean, that's a mouthful, and I, and I don't have a real good summary of it, but I wanted to tell that story, and that's what we were trying to do. Well, it was excellent, by the way. Thank you. And uh, I, 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 well, being in SEO for 17 years, it's nice to get something that's a little different, and it had some meat to it. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, Selfish, I suppose, because there are a lot of uh, newer users out there, but there's a lot of great tips. And uh, one of them was uh, 
you mentioned Pixabay and how they've uh, started watermarking their images. I think the example you showed said, "Click here for higher resolution" or something along those. I, what I, I might have missed it, but what I didn't get is how they were doing that, so that Google didn't get the larger image. So they, you'd have to go to their blog to see the details of what they're doing, because basically they're detecting, and then they're showing a different image, right? They're showing a watermarked image, and so they're, they're. They have kind of been the forefront. These guys are in Europe, and I have no connection with them at all. In fact, I've reached out to them once or twice on Twitter and didn't get a response just just to tell them I'm a fan of what they're doing. And I've been featuring them in quite a few talks that I've been doing because I think that they're kind of leading the charge here, which is to say they're, they're in a defensive position now against Google where they're saying that we don't necessarily want you to crawl our content. Or if you do, we want you to show the, the image that we want you to show, not the image that you may want to show. So it's just a different approach. And that might not be the best way to phrase it, but that's kind of what it feels like that they're doing, is that they're protecting their, their assets. And so what, I've, what I was saying, and so then they, they showed this, this, this study that they've been doing, and you know, it's, it's kind of a case study where they watermarked their images and they saw traffic actually click-through rates start to come back. And then they saw Google actually starting to pull some of those watermarked images, which was a very interesting response. And so it's a really good blog to blog post to read because they followed up with it. And then they started to see it come back up. And then they see that now they're playing a cat and mouse game with Google removing it, pulling things. So it's very interesting to see the uh, the dynamics that's happening there. Um, but it's an ongoing story. It's one that hasn't been solved. And that's why, as you said, it's a suggestion. You may want to start trying to protect your digital assets, meaning images that used to be a really good source of traffic. And we used to optimize heavily around those because our our publishing clients have just these extraordinary databases of, of image and these this vast, vast image databases. And now it's not sending any more traffic. And so what are we supposed to do with that? And that's kind of the open question. And this is one alternative. And I, I should have prefaced this by mentioning that the, they were doing this because of Google image search. Uh, no longer, like, once you click on an image within the image search, you do not get taken to the site where the image is or they even show the site. They just show the image. And uh, you then have to click on it again to get to the actual site. So, uh, that's important context, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. And, and, I think, and, and I have, there's... If you go to the if you go to the Define blog, um, I have a, a presentation that I did uh, at SMX Advanced, and then also um, at Seer Interactive, I did something on at Search Church, and I and I show what's been happening in the evolution of, of image search, and so that's available on the Define site as well. If you want to go get some context and 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 see what we're talking about, to give a little more information. Excellent, thank you. And uh, another thing I thought was fascinating, I know it was. Uh, collectively interesting to everyone was the fact that you mentioned not to rely on Google Webmaster Tools for sitemap health. Um, you know, a lot of us, I know, um, put a lot of faith in Google, and I, I think it's just because, well, uh, frankly, in the SEO 101 community especially, they don't know what else to do. Um, from a uh, agency point of view, Screaming Frog, uh, SEO Spider is what we use to do a lot of work. It is a program that costs 99 bucks a year. Um, well so worth the price, too. It is well it, worth the price. It is well worth the price. And, and, and in this case, you mentioned using it to vet your sitemaps. Now, how exactly does someone do that? Yeah, so, so the idea is that, look, kind of the, the point of, of my presentation yesterday was to say that Webmaster Tools is great. It's a valuable resource. However, it's just one data point. You know, there's a lot of data points in there, but it's one stop in many. And what I was challenging everybody to do is to take control of their own data and take control and, and guide the conversation more instead of relying so much on Google for that information. Because 
Google's just going to show you what they want you to see. You know, they're going to give you only a certain amount of information. Remember, they don't give us our keyword data anymore. So, why do we think that? You know, why do we want to trust explicitly all the information we're giving them? I'm not saying that it is incorrect. I'm just saying it's one checkpoint in many that we need to have. And so what we do is we take Screaming Frog and we utilize that in the auditing process as just another way for us to check to verify the health of sitemaps. And so you take your XML sitemap and you use Screaming Frog and, you know, right across the top in the navigation there's a mode feature. You hit the drop down and you hit list and then you can upload or have it check an XML sitemap. And so you can check on a daily basis, or maybe maybe that's that's far too much, um, when there's a new release or on a monthly basis to check the health of the sitemap in addition to what Google Webmaster Tools is telling you, to supplement that, to get more data points, to base, basically verify the checks that you have and that we rely on that sometimes aren't as always as accurate as we want them to be. And you found discrepancies, didn't you? Yeah, yeah we found some discrepancies. It just it was, and I'm assuming that, look, Google is reporting on, you know, billions of pages, trillions of pages. I think it's 30 trillion pages, you know, and, and it's, or, or sites, sorry, not even pages, 30 trillion sites. So why, we can't expect them to always get it right. I mean, I, that's why our reliance on them, and, and like Rand said in his keynote yesterday, we're creating this dependence on Google, and I totally agree with that. And so I don't think Google, I don't think Google would disagree too, that they're not always going to get it right. We see them crawl enterprise sites and miss content, or or things time out or whatever that may be there's problems with crawls enterprise crawls are inherently hard to do 22 million pieces of content from the New York Times you're not going to get it all it's very difficult to do so that's my point is that we have to take control of our data and, and put it back onto us because we're, we should be the main checks and balance and not rely on Google to give us that Excellent. And, and one of the things I should note is if you are finding it a little overwhelming using Screaming Frog, some of these other programs, and frankly, some people are just, they don't have the time either. Uh, website audits are a good way to go and something we talked about before and, and agencies like my own can, can help you with that. And, and there's a lot of them out there. And there's a lot of great tutorials on how to do your own website audit too, step by step. So, uh, uh, and a lot, Another thing here as well is... Uh, Older content, uh, this is another gem. You mentioned that uh, you removed 90% of older content from a site and saw a 40% increase in traffic. Uh, again, like you said, it is nerve-wracking for anyone to do this. Uh, mom and pop's probably not a big issue, but if they have news... Let's take my site, for example. We've been around since 97. We've had a lot of content. A lot of it is old. I have to admit, I haven't pulled it made me think about it, I'm probably going to do it now, or at least test it with the noindex tag, I think is the way you must suggest it. Well, and I want to be clear, it's not older content per se, it's content that's not performing. And so what we did is we went through, and this was millions, this is a huge site, 40 million pages on the site, and we looked at it and we said, what traffic, excuse me, what content is performing well and what isn't? And we found a lot of content wasn't performing well. So we set an arbitrary number I say that I say an arbitrary number, but it was actually really highly calculated. But so let me rephrase that. We 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 picked a very particular point and said, any page that doesn't perform to this level year over year, we're going to cut. It's not useful to our users. Maybe we have some overlap. Maybe it's duplicative content, and we're going to scale that content. We're going to we're going to cull that content, and we ended up pulling ninety percent of it. So a forty million page site became about ten million pages. And we saw traffic increase 40%. Now, I want to caution people. Your mileage will definitely vary with that. because, And we're not saying this, is, this would be useful for small sites. What we found, though, is the larger the site, the more opportunity there is. 
And so mom and pop sites, this probably isn't a play. Even, you know, I think there's, there's value in putting content out there for long tail searches. What we were able to do though, we were able to ascertain that this content probably wasn't useful to the user wasn't useful to the engines. Let's let's reduce the overall crawl barriers on the site and increase efficiency. And it, it, it worked. It was a huge gamble, but it worked. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I think about, again, my site I'm sure is a good example of a lot of sites which have older news. It's old. I mean, it's you know, past algorithms, past whatever. Is there any benefit to having that on the site if there's very little traffic to it? I think so. Yeah, I yeah. Think there is. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, thank you very much, Marshall. You bet. You bet. Thanks for the time. And uh, is there anything, uh, any future conferences or anything people should be aware of? Yeah. So um, I, I took last year off just to kind of revitalize and recharge my batteries and lost my Delta status, which sucked. So, but, uh, so I have to, I'm running that back. And I've actually spoken at a lot of conferences. And for the rest of the year, I'm going to be down at the Seer with the Seer guys. I'm hopefully going to do a search search down there. But I'm, def- I'm doing SMX Advance on, on the East Coast um, in New York. And that's the first week of October. Um, there's another one out there that I'm probably missing. But they're already talking about... Search Fest in Portland next February. They're already setting the agenda for that that I'll be speaking at. Um, and I know that DFW SEM is coming up this summer. I'm not affiliated with that, but I've always I've heard good things about it as well. That's coming up this year. Are you going to be at PubCon? No, I'm not going to be at PubCon. I would love to go down to Louisiana. I need to talk to Brett about that. And, and yeah, I think the next one's PubCon Las Vegas. Yeah, and stay the heck away from Las Vegas. <laughs> Trouble, is it? It's, yes. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. It's, you're lucky if you end up going to the conference, you know? So, it's true. That's well, PubCon. <laughs> thanks very much, Marshall, and have a great day. Thanks. Okay. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. As a business owner, you labor for the love of it, and you don't always have time to worry about your website. With GoDaddy Managed WordPress, you don't have to. Simply create your WordPress site or migrate an existing site. GoDaddy will handle the hosting, setup, backups, and security, and keep your site running at blazing speed so you can share your passion with your customers online. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code MANAGED to get managed WordPress for $1 a month, plus a free domain. Some limitations apply. See website for details. While some affiliate networks can give you offers, Affiliate Offers Network gives you offers that pay big. Why do affiliates work with Affiliate Offers Network? How about because they work with powerhouse CPAs like Affiliate.com? How about that affiliates get paid every Monday to kick off their work week? Plus, learn how their green bucket system can turn your email, display ad, social, video, or mobile impression into profitable income. Get connected today with Affiliate Offers Network. Call 312-560-0175 or visit AffiliateOffersNetwork.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn from Stepforth Web Marketing, and I'm at MozCon 2014. Now, I just finished an interview with Marshall Simmons, and there's a few points I wanted to cover that I wasn't able to during the presentation or during his interview. Uh, one of which are, well, let's go point by point here. So the first one is based on the concept that uh, you choose a particular domain within your website or uh, preferred version of your domain that Google sees. So for my site, stepforth.com, I want to be www.stepforth.com when people come to the website. Uh, that, that way, if anyone tries to go to just stepforth.com, they're automatically redirected to www. Well, in order to find out if there's any issues with that, there's a good test you can do. And you can do this to competitors as well, and you can sometimes, sometimes you can dig up some dirt. But uh, in this case, uh, let's do a, a, a search. And the search is site colon stepforth.com, in this case. Then you put in minus www. So this is how it works. Site colon stepforth.com space dash www. Enter. So try entering it there. Now, obviously, you replace stepforth.com with whatever. And what you will end up with is any pages that are showing up within Google that do not have the triple W. All right? So you get some idea of what's going on out there. Also, if you have any subdomains uh, that you don't didn't realize Google could see, it could be showing up there. Again, for competitors, this may show you some subdomains that they are trying to rank for that you had no idea existed. It can be a bit revealing. Next is... Uh, what happens is during these, these presentations, they often give us a few sites that they like and reasons why. One of them is, uh, let's see here, similarweb.com. He suggested this as a great place for competitor analysis. He says it'll blow your way. Essentially, they won't tell you how they get their info, but uh, there is a free, a certain amount of free information. If you want to go anywhere higher than that, it gets very expensive very quickly. However, there is a, a lot of very interesting information about their sites um, by using that. He was also suggesting that we all use log file analysis to, to track where Googlebot goes. Now, log files can be absolutely enormous. Whenever you try and deal with a log file, uh, well, essentially what happens is every time someone comes to your website, any activity, any action within your site is, is saved 
within a log file. I, I'm being general, but that's essentially how it works. That log file within the server is saved within your folder on your website. And many hosting companies uh, may have this turned off because it takes so much space. But if you have a decent hosting plan, you will have access to this log file. If you try and download it, it's probably going to be in the gigs if you've got any good traffic. Uh, even even a, a site with just a few hundred visitors can end up with a, a, a good 100 meg file easily enough. Now, in that info is a lot of garbage, but if you know what you're doing, you can access some very useful information. Uh, for example, but, but, uh, and, and actually I should say there, there are certain sites such as splunk.com, weblogexpert.com, or exact trend that will allow you to see this information and understand it. Uh, there's also a article on Moz, that's moz.com, that has information on this. Go to bit.ly slash files, and uh, that'll give you a little more information on this. I'm trying to go by notes here, so pardon the disjoint. Uh, jumping around here, there's also a great article on using rel equals prev or next. Now, we've talked about that in the past on the show. Uh, it's used to uh, take paginated pages. So essentially, you've got, let's say on an e-commerce p- site, you have um, a listing of cameras. But you don't want them all to show up on one page. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six on the bottom. There's that slow number. You can pick up another page for more. Well, you've used rel, prev, or real rel equals next. It tells Google that they should consider that all one page or, or they're all connected. Uh, it's very handy. Well, there's a great tutorial on that if you go to um, bit.ly forward slash audet. A-U-D-E-T-T-E. Um, he also mentioned that for slideshows, if you have any slideshow on, online, he suggested using the rel equals canonical tag to the view all page. It's it, What that'll do is it'll help other images from just showing up within search, a Google search by themselves. And if you have uh, um, the view all page, it's essentially whatever one wants to find anyways. You know, you'll have less bounces. Okay. Uh, he also mentioned a uh, program called Supermet- Supermetrics Data Grabber. It's only $300 per year, and it creates great dashboards of the, con- of the particular data within your site. Um, and uh, it's just yet another way to mine data. Uh, a lot of us have so much data coming to our sites, we have no idea what's coming in. Um, it's... it's uh, I liken it to a, a bit of science, and that is that you know what's coming into our eyes on a, on a, on a second-by-second basis, and what we actually see is hugely disproportional. You'll see only maybe one percent of the actual information that's coming in through our, our eyes, whereas the rest of it is just being filtered out. Well, or some say it's being kept in our brain for later. Whatever. In any case, in this, it, it's the same thing with Google Analytics. Google Analytics can only do so much with the data. It, it, it has to be scaled to a certain point. Whereas if you use other, some of these other tools, you can get access to a lot more information. And Super Data, uh, Super Metrics Data Grabber, quite a name, um, is one of those tools. So I hope that helps. I've got lots more tips to share. It's been a very good conference, and I've been very diligent with my notes. And there's much more to come on SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. 
When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, so social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Ross Dunn from Stepforth Web Marketing, and I'm here with Mike Ramsey at MozCon 2014. Thanks for joining me today, Mike. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, Ross. My pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit about Nifty? Oh, sorry, is it Nifty? Yeah, Nifty. Nifty Marketing. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I started Nifty Marketing about 2009, uh, and we, we focus a lot on local search, uh, and we do everything from consulting for you know very large brands all the way down to handling full development through fulfillment of a lot of projects for smaller companies uh, and, and some regional players. So, so everything's very you know, location-centric in, in the type of work that we do, and uh, it's, it's been good. We also have uh, Nifty Law, which is a... a service that focuses solely on lawyers and then i have a uh, i'm a partner in local university which is a conference series with mike blumenthal david mim and a few others well, you know mike, you'll know our co-host then uh, john carcutt yeah yeah i know john <laughs> i do know john we've had a few conferences together and, and his, he's been great to work with so great well i know he, he's sad he can't be here today but i'm glad we can get this in then i didn't realize he had that connection so that's perfect so um you did a uh, presentation today at, at or 
yesterday at MozCon, and God, days are sort of blending here. Um, and can you kind of give a bit of a gist of what you were talking about? Uh, yeah. Okay. So the presentation uh, was called uh, it was local search lessons from from small town USA, and the the basic idea was simply going through and recounting these experiences that I've had growing up in Burley, Idaho, and and comparing that to different things that are very relevant in in local search. You know, one of those uh, it starts out talking talking largely about how everything's related, right? And everybody in Burley was related and showed a bit on that and then talked about the relationships in in local search when it comes to directories and how all of these local search directories are tied together in the fact that these data aggregators uh, seed them with all of the business information, um, your you know your business name, your address, and your phone number, and how then Google goes out and in some cases they have partnerships, in other cases they just scrape the data, um, but they see how a business is represented online. Right. Okay. So, tablets timeout. I didn't. Mean <laughs> Getting used, getting used to my Windows tablet here. So, um, <clears throat> one of the things that you mentioned first was to fix big relationships first. Now, what were the uh, uh, third-party uh, websites, programs, companies? What are you, you going to call them that you would suggest using for businesses to, to correct their NAP name, address, and phone number? Uh, if if you're just looking, you know, if the data is not like incorrect across all of these different places then a really great option for actually submitting the data is using Moz Local and for, I believe it's like $49 a year, then you can submit out to the major data aggregators, which then seed that information across almost every relevant place you need to be. And so if you're looking for the quickest, easiest action to take, that would definitely be it. And you can also see if the data is incorrect across these sites by going there and typing in your business information, and they show you how you're represented on these sites, or if you are at all. Um, if if you do have incorrect data, then generally this is something you would have to do by hand, and that's just going to each of these websites uh, that can be found in David Mem's local search ecosystem uh, infographic and correcting the data. And, and as far as the ones to start out with, I would say... Number one and most important is InfoGroup. They have a direct relationship with Google, but they also seed that information to many, many websites. Um, So, and and if the data is wrong there, then it's going to be wrong in in a lot of places. So, do you know is that uh, restricted only to the United States InfoGroup, or is that also Canada, or or it's like all of North America? I believe that. It's InfoGroup USA, and so it's it's stuck there. And there are some graphics. I think I think David's shown the relationships and Google's potential partners in some of these infographics in uh, Canada, UK, Germany. Um, let's see, that that might be the ones that he's that he's researched and shown information on. I'm not sure about some of the other countries. I, I know there's definitely relationships there. Uh, we we generally tend to focus more on U.S. as as our base, and and I do think that local search is very specific to the country you're in. I mean, it's like uh, you, you'll have different factors and different directories that will in, that will have a major impact on how the rankings work out. Right. Yeah, and I, I know it uh, in Canada. It's there are some experts, but it's pretty limited. Actually, it's it's. Uh, a field I think that's ripe for the taking, pretty much. Uh, there's a lot of work, a lot of work involved because it's not quite as easy, from what I've seen so far. So uh, tell me if I can go back here. Um, Get5stars.com. What what is that? Uh, Get5stars.com is it's I would call it a 
feedback platform. Uh, and, and the idea there is that a, a company can implement Get 5 Stars onto their website and it allows for them to gather feedback through email requests or through a web URL uh, from all the customers that come through their place of business. And then if, if the sentiment from those, that feedback is good, then it can push them towards leaving reviews on you know, uh, whatever platforms matter most for, for the specific company. So Google, most likely Google uh, reviews. Uh, let's say Yelp's important for a company than, than Yelp reviews or whatever place you would prefer to send them to. Uh, so that, that product was built by Mike Blumenthal and Don, Don Campbell. Uh, I consider Mike Blumenthal to be, you know, a, a very, very, very uh, top mind in the local search space. As a matter of fact, somebody tweeted yesterday, uh, they said, if Mike Ramsey's the Luke Skywalker of local search, then then Mike Blumenthal's the Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and I was like, you know, that's really good. And he responded with, well, who's Darth Vader? Yeah, and exactly. so I thought that was I thought that was pretty good. But um, Any suggestions on Darth Vader? Um you know, it's got to be somebody from Google because Rand said that, uh, that that Google was the Death Star. So it's either <laughs> Matt Cutts as Darth Vader or maybe somebody like Joel Headley or one of the other people that's in the local search you know field at Google. So. It has to be someone in the local search area. But I don't, the person the name doesn't come to mind. John Mueller or Matt Cutts are the guys that sort of stick out. Uh, it's there, there's a group of them. They're actually really great people. So I don't know if I could consider them part of the dark side, <laughs> but but uh, we've we've we work with them on local U and and they've been. Uh, very supportive of the community and the the level of support that Google's been giving to small businesses has just like escalated dramatically over the past few years. So um, it's definitely a, a good thing. Excellent. Well, one of the, the last things I wanted to mention was you uh, gave a, a really cool tip about MapMaker and uh, I believe it was custom tagging. Can you give it a bit of a descri- description of why you would use Google MapMaker? Map okay, well, uh, to, to understand MapMaker, I think it's important to understand how Google's uh, pipe of information works. So it used to be very fragmented, but over this past year, Google has worked very uh, hard to basically bring all of this data into a single pipeline that they're getting from business owners. And so if you enter information about your business and Google My Business in the My Business Center, or if you go to MapMaker, this information is being fed into the same pipeline uh, of, of trusted information that Google can give. Now, MapMaker was a way for companies to, to basically give information uh, that didn't own a specific company. So let's say you were very interested in your hometown and the mapping information there was very poor. Mapmaker is a way to go in and to add businesses to do all these different things for just enthusiasts of maps. Um, So there's a little bit of a different system for the information that you can add uh, from the My Business Center to MapMaker. And one of those things is category choices. Uh, so in the, in the My Business uh, Center for, for Google, you, are, you have to choose specific categories that are predefined for you. And so the example I gave was like if you're a personal injury lawyer, that's the, really the only relevant category for your business. But Google allows up to, yeah, I believe it's 10 category choices. And so by going over to MapMaker, uh, you can actually add a little more descriptive categories. So let's say you focus specifically on car accidents within the personal injury realm, then you can add that as a category in there. And what we found is that the categorization of a business really, really determines rankings. And so by getting a little more specific and having those categories mentioned as part of your business, then the increased chance of ranking goes up dramatically. 
Excellent. And is that process likely? Like if you put something in there that's pretty uh, relevant to your industry, how much of a success rate have you had in them being approved? Um, most, as long as it's relevant, then then I think you stand a really good chance of getting it approved because it's not it's not any form of spam. Now, if you're putting uh, a city name in there, so you're like Seattle, your category is Seattle personal injury attorney. You know, uh, there's there's a good chance that's breaking guidelines and it's not going to work. It'll be denied. But if you're if you're descriptive in what you're doing, then I think it it, it doesn't fit. Uh, it, it's it's not against any of the guidelines. It's more helpful to Google because you're actually being a little more clear on on what you do as a company. And and Google's categorization is actually not not as as uh, deep as many local search companies. I mean, I, I I'm not positive of the current numbers, but the last time I was talking about this with people who had looked into the categorization, Google had around 2,000 categories, and some of these other local search uh, directories have like eight to eight thousand to ten thousand categories, and so they need to up their game on on their categorization options because it's just not available for everybody so so i like the idea a lot of being able to put it in there and and giving giving them that option now in mapmaker do you have to have a fairly established profile for them to listen to you first um, no, the, the way all MapMaker edits really work is when you make an edit, they go into a queue until uh, like a regional map expert can look at them or somebody from, you know, potential Google person can look at those and, and approve them for quality. Um, and if, if you have a good history of edits, then are they going to really look into the account very far to see if it's spam or if there's any reason not to trust it? Probably probably not as much as if it's a brand new account doing a single edit. Um, but in this case, it's not like unless you get to a really high level there, every edit's going to be uh, overseen anyways. You know, It needs to be approved by somebody else, which is a good check and balance system. So. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. And uh, is there anything you'd like to add about, uh, are you speaking anywhere soon? Oh, let's see. Um, next shows coming up for me are quite, I think we have quite a few local U courses coming up uh, in different parts of the country. And then PubCon Las Vegas, which is always a very, very fun show. Uh, usually, I, I hope I speak early in the week because by the end of the week, nobody can even get to the conference. They've forgotten where it's at and they're just crashed in their hotel rooms. So. I always feel sorry for the people who are speaking first in the morning. There's yeah. just no point. Yeah. <laughs> they might as well cancel the sessions until one in the afternoon. Um, so, And then I, I'm not sure beyond beyond those events as of now so my, my schedule start filling up probably a little more in, in august and september now if anyone wants to know more about your business where would they go uh best place is niftymarketing.com and and really i mean the best way to get hold of me is either through twitter and it's just at mike ramsey or uh they can even email me and my email is mike at niftymarketing.com well i hope you've enjoyed the last two episodes from mozcon 2014 there were some uh, great tips there given by some of the, uh, the top speakers of the conference. And, well, stay tuned next week because John Carcutt and I will be back, and we're going to be talking about some of the other tips that I've got from the, uh, this fantastic conference and also some of the, the news we have. There's been a lot going on. So uh, we're also trying to cover any questions you may have from those interviews. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google Plus. You can also email me via ross at stepforth.com or you can reach John via Twitter at John Carcutt. 
And, uh, well, have a great week. And remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on webmasterradio.fm. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. If you've got a passion for pumpkin, you've got to get to Dunkin' and pick these up. Our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam. And our delicious pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. And our perfectly pumpkin donuts, munchkins treats, pumpkin muffins, and more. That's how we pumpkin at Dunkin'. Pick your pumpkin at Dunkin', like our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Pumpkin spice signature latte. And our perfectly pumpkin treats. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.